You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome back to the SA Weekly Talk Show right here. Mike Callahan with Cody Owen and special guest, Jen, from the Simple Growth Bot Team. We're going to be talking about all things Facebook Messenger and how to drive traffic to not only Facebook Messenger, but other different platforms that may be able to tie into Facebook Messenger. So uh, if you had missed previous SA Weekly Talk Show, believe it or not, we actually are on, Cody, believe it or not, 51, episode 51 of the SA Weekly Talk Show today. Wow. So, um, episode number 51, thought it'd be great to have Jen on. Um, I don't know the exact episode, but if you go back uh, to the SA Weekly Talk Show um, Facebook page or um, on the SA uh, proper page and scroll through the videos, it's there. But uh, one of the previous conversations we had was around conversational marketing, where Cody and I broke down the five simple steps to install and set up uh, conversational marketing in Facebook Messenger bots in your business. Well, um, I thought no one better, because there's a lot of questions around this right now, than bringing Jen, our resident Facebook bot expert, in to kind of demystify um, all the pros, the cons, and how to actually use Facebook Messenger. So, um, Cody, anything good with you uh, in the last seven days since we, or actually 14 days, because you had a, a team meeting since we've talked before we dive into this? Man, I am ready to dive in. I have interacted with uh, several bots that Jennifer has made, so I am excited to, to pick her brain. Beautiful, yeah, and, and Jen definitely has uh, uh, upped our level of bot uh, intelligence and interaction at the Simple Grow team. So really excited to get into this, Jen. So I uh, hope you are ready. We've got a couple questions uh, rapid fire for you here, but um, basically off the top, Jen, uh, Facebook Messenger, basically the why and how. Uh, is it totally automated? Um, a lot of people, when they come in and talk to a bot expert like yourself, um, they are usually under the assumption that once I get this um, Facebook Messenger bot on um, my social media or my website or wherever else they're putting it, they don't have to really do anything with the Facebook Messenger bot. They're just literally setting it and forgetting it. Um, so I know there's been a lot of questions and uh, thoughts around it. And you could definitely set it and forget it, but what would you say is best practice and what's the why and how around that? So it's a great question. Um, yeah, so you know, when Messenger chatbots, their goal is to um, make more conversations for you, automate the conversations, and then let you know when it's time for you to hop on. Because for any service, really, it's really unlikely, especially when you're going into somebody's home or going into somebody's yard, that they're just going to sign up with a service without talking to a person or talking to somebody on your team a little bit. But so how does that tie in with our bots? Well, our goal with our bots is to bring people in, get the important information, where they live, their phone number, um, name, email, address, because even if they don't want a quote right then, what we've done is we set the table for a later quote because you have the information to market. But then to take it to the next step, so we have their information, then what? Then we're gonna give them an automated quote based on the information that we've gathered from them. And if they, we can't get a quote from their information, so let's say they're not in our system for uh, square footage. Well, we can we ask them then. And they don't know that they didn't show up, we just ask like it's part of our system. <clears throat> Again, it's rolled right in, how many square feet? They tell you. And so now we have all the things we that you need before we hand the conversation off to you. You know who they are, you know how big their yard or their house is, you know um, what kind of service, like how often they want you to clean your house or do they want you to cut their lawn or mosquitoes. Or, so we've got all that basic information. So think about how much time we saved you or somebody in your office already. 
you know, they, and, and then what we're finding in, in Messenger is that people will give that information more freely as opposed to like if you have somebody, well, where do you live? What's your address? What, you know, if I can just give you more information, it's kind of like a comfortable conversation transition, which is a weird way to say it. But people are just more comfortable, <laughs> whatever that is, <laughs> people are more comfortable giving it to you. But so we're going to give them an estimated quote and everything. But that's where you come in. Then we need to have you step in and someone from your team or you say, great, when can we come out and either look at your house or do the service? And, you know, you're notified. So the nice thing is you're not notified. Actually, the notifications are totally up to you. Some people want to know every time someone comes in because they want to watch conversations, see when they want to jump in. The majority of the people get notified after someone says either yes to a quote or you'll also get notified. Let's say I come in and I give you my everything except for my phone number and then my dogs go crazy and I forget about finishing my quote. Well, you're going to get reminded 30 minutes later, like, hey, Jennifer started a quote. You might want to check in. So it's another important um, like conversation trigger, letting you know, all right, you need to step in. And the goal really is like, let's say it's 11 at night. Of course, you're not expected to step in. But what you've done ahead of your competition is you've gathered that valuable information. Monday mo or next morning, you can start up that conversation right away. Like you captured their information where they were thinking about your service. So I guess that the really the key is it's not like, uh, okay, give me your information, sign up for the service without talking to a person. And if I, it totally, but if I think about it, I think like in three or five years, as people get more used to this, that's what's going to happen. We're going to have a link right into your calendar. They're going to sign up and you're going to go. But I feel like we're kind of in that transition phase where they still want to talk to you. Interesting, Jen. So um, if I'm hearing you right, basically, if we go back to old school days of maybe even bartering, the sale process itself was based on conversation. And that's really what this, this automated bot on Facebook Messenger, whether you're building it yourself, you're having somebody help you. Really, the goal is if you're going to go out and watch this Facebook Live or recorded is that Jen, I think, is, is explaining that we need to have it as a natural conversation because as she pointed out, the address, the phone number, the name, all those things came out in a relatively normal, quote unquote, automated conversation. So it, it almost mimics a conversation where you said it's kind of like you're going into their house or they're calling for an estimate. It's, it's very similar to that. And we're going in and, and replicating that. And the other thing that really um, struck me as, as interesting, Jen, is you said basically through that conversation, you're gathering certain information. And if that information, such as how square footage is in there, um, many of these bots can tie into a product like Zillow. And whether you're in the lawn care industry grabbing your gross lot square footage or in the cleaning industry, it's going to go in and get the livable square footage of the home. So that obviously is your cleaning area. So what would happen then is in most bot platforms, um, the one we traditionally work with is ManyChat, M-A-N-Y chat, all one word. But basically the way we've seen it is best practice. And I think what Jen is alluding to is that um, once that information is pulled in, if it's there, it automatically calculates a price on the actual company's pricing matrices based on their pricing and cost. And if a square footage or something isn't there based on Zillow's lack of information, which does happen, um, it sounds like, Jen, you're recommending best, best practices build some redundancy and they say, hey, um, not necessarily saying Zillow's missing this, but hey, we need one more piece. What is the approximate square footage of your home that we're cleaning? And then that jumps in and, and multiplies off the back end. Is that is that a exactly. good summary? Just to clarify? Right. Like we don't want to leave a potential client behind and they mm -hmm. don't know that you didn't pull up in the system. We write it, you know, and it, not everyone will get it, of course. So it's written that if we don't have their square footage, then they're triggered. Okay. And now what's your square footage? So they don't know that they weren't pulled out of the, 
to be honest, some people like to say that though. Like, cause some people like they know they're coming into an automated bot. So some of our clients will say, well, tell them they're not in our system. The majority just want it to feel like it's a flow of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But I think that is really the goal is we don't want, we, when somebody comes in, we want to get them a quote. You know, that's all those estimated pieces. And we have a lot of tools, a lot of ways that we can personalize it for each person. Like, what do you want to capture? What do you want to say if it's missing? Um, what is the different pricing? What services do you offer? Like all that is in those first like 10, 15 seconds is very personalized and automated. And because we want to capture as much as we can. Awesome. And I know um, as I've seen, um, and I'm sure Cody has a few questions around this as well, just to kick it off. But um, the other thing that I wanted to highlight on is, is it possible to go out, Jen, to estimate in different ways other than exact pricing? So what uh, I've seen, at least in the ecosystem, is you can do an exact price, a high, low price range, or even hourly in some instances. Um, are those, Outside of those three, is have you seen any preference for our service businesses wanting to do uh, just one of those or kind of a combination depending on the service, what would be your best practice as an expert? Well, so I would say best practice is what works in your community for you. And so that might be a single price and it might be a range. I think, and, and I think you have to look at too, like, let's say you have a range and too many people are like, like sometimes a range might make people feel uncomfortable. Like, of course, you're going to go the high end right away. And so if we're not getting a lot of people to take the quotes, maybe we should flip it over to a single price. But I think each person knows their area and that we and that's why we build our bots that you're asked the question when you're price, putting your pricing. Is it a single price or is it a range? And and then we just price it out from there. What I have kind of found is like lawn care is more single price for no matter what the service is. And cleaning is a little bit more of a mix, maybe a little bit um, a little heavier toward range. Because of course, to me, that makes sense. Like somebody's house can be absolutely disgusting or it can be pretty clean. They can have five dogs, they can, you know, so that's why there's a range makes more sense in cleaning. Awesome. Cody, do you have any questions for Jen? Uh, just kind of around the why and how of Facebook Messenger up to this point? Yeah. So one thing that I have seen happen many times, even with like like simple bots that I've made for, for personal projects or like interacting with a smaller company's bot, uh, that's targeted me with an ad is that they can get caught in a little bit of a loop where it is like you say something and it, you're not saying the exact right keyword. So it's just like spitting the last message back at you again. What, what would you recommend to help dodge that problem? Because I have, I have seen people get very frustrated with, <laughs> with the bot. I'm so glad you asked that. That is a great question because it's really important that when you make your bot, a couple things one that it's well written and like things like that would you know you, you need to make changes and that's the second thing is you have to like watch your conversations and change your bot based on it so for example like one of the really nice things we have built in our clients bots is when people jump in a conversation you guys have probably seen this like let's say like cody was engaging with my bot and i want to talk to him well when i jump in with cody i might say hey cody are you looking for a price for lawn care and you're like yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then the body answers back, what's your email? And like, I didn't write that. And then I'll be like, oh, sorry, that's my bot. And you're like, no problem. And the bot will go again, what's your email? <laughs> and, oh, and it just won't stop. And so what we've built into like our clients' bots, and I would encourage people, it's like you just apply a tag every time you start a conversation. So anytime one of our clients goes into conversation, like our best practice is you apply this tag that's called combo stop. And what it does is it, creates a new user field that no matter what they 
that whatever they write, it just accepts it in that user field. So what it's doing is not going to keep asking Cody, what's your email? Jennifer says, hey, okay, when can we come out? What's your email? And so that's it, that's one of the things is to write into your bots um, things that are going to trip up people. And the other thing is, um, you know, like you said, a conversation. Like we had that problem with our bots. I think sometimes, like you know, it's a platform they make changes. And uh, one second. <laughs> Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> this is why my kids upstairs. <laughs> Yeah, you'll hear me talking about dogs, no wonder. Um, is like we had a problem where they come in the website and say, Are you ready for a quote? And it was flowing into another that thing that said, Are you ready for a quote? Well, that's why you have to keep kind of watch your conversations because then we could go in easily and just change where that flows to. Um, you know, so it sounds right. So it just goes, Are you ready for a quote? Great, what service? And so I think it's really important. Uh, I kind of did a mini story about it, it's never set it and forget it. It's like improve it. Always set it, improve it, and you know conversation. That's why it's so powerful about conversational marketing. If you watch it and make changes, you can have better conversations. Yeah, I know. That, I know that's one thing, Jen. At least uh, when when you work for the Simple Growth team there, that you, you guys are always constantly manipulating those and watching what's going on in the conversations across well over a hundred of them now. And, and that's helped really dial in those those funnels and actually get qualified leads. Um, so the next question traditionally is well. Where can I actually utilize, if I'm using Facebook Messenger as my key messenger platform, where can this be utilized? Is it just on Facebook? And what if I don't have a Facebook following? Um, is there other places that we can use this to actually start driving um, lead gen, top of funnel, or even middle of funnel um, across different platforms? Or is it just Facebook? What's your thoughts on that? It's a great question. Um, so of course, a great place to start is on your Facebook page. You know, you'll chat up if, if people hit you send message, or if your messenger pops up, we can start the conversation. And I think um, you know because Facebook is part of the you know messenger is part of the Facebook platform. Everyone thinks it has to stay on Facebook, and so often we'll hear like, "Oh, my audience isn't on Facebook." Well, first of all, yeah, they probably are. Like the stats of people on Facebook is insane. But secondly. It's we're get well, the people that we see that have the best results with Messenger are on different platforms. So like their their a website is driving people into Messenger. They're using maybe like the links that we give them. They're using them on their LinkedIn page when they do a post or in their emails or even like you can text people a link to get into your bot. And so the best practices is to not think of it just as a mess or a Facebook tool, but to think of it as a tool that I'm going to put across platforms and couple things. We're going to serve clients better because they're going to be able to talk to us when they want to. I'm going to create more conversations and I'm not going to leave, you know, because maybe someone goes to my Facebook or my website more. Maybe I have really good Google SEO. Well, we are getting great, great, great results on people from their website. And I think one of the reasons is I think you think of like the website chat and that's the thing that sends to Messenger. We have a lot of other tools. Like we have a pop-up tool when somebody goes to leave. We're like, wait before you go. Um, those get a quote buttons. If it's not going directly to your CRM, we'll give you code that it goes right into Messenger. And so, if you think about how powerful, there's like three really good tools on your Facebook page, no, your website. Sorry, your website page that are driving people into Messenger. So, best practice really is to not think of this as just a Facebook platform at all, because it's really not. It's multi-dimensional. Awesome. Oh, go ahead, Cody. Real quick. Um, 
one of the really good things about like taking all of your channels of traffic, sorry, this is like narrow, I can't make my hands really broad. Take all of those uh, uh, channels of traffic that you have, LinkedIn, your website, everything, and by putting them onto Messenger, you open up the opportunity to create a custom audience on Facebook that retargets everybody who messages your page. So you bring all of those people from all over and you're getting to find out what their Facebook profile is. And then you can use that to push an offer out to all of the, you know, like, let's say they never actually followed through with getting the quote. You can follow through with those people. You can follow up with people who maybe got a quote and you lost it uh, with a, you know, a juicier offer a little later into the season. Um, by, by pulling them off of all of these other platforms, you can bring them onto somewhere where you can, you know, spend money and get in front of them again. And I love you mentioned that Cody. So that, that, that is very interesting because, um, that's one of the things we're seeing very, um, I guess successful in lifecycle marketing and automations in general, before we even get into the messenger platform, but one of the foundational parts of automation, um, adjusted AI and, and the, basically messenger is to an extent automations. Um, but what it is, is segmenting each one of those, those, those client avatars and being able to speak to where they're at in a customer life cycle. So I love the fact that you mentioned it's not only organic traffic, but you can also segment your paid traffic and have a, a, a really a personal but automated conversation based on their segmentation in that life cycle. Um, and the other thing that, that Jen hit on was um, basically um, taking them and putting them into a product like service autopilot. That's something we've actually done is we've synced um, Facebook messenger with service autopilot. So those leads and clients um, are actually being automatically created inside um, service autopilot. And once again, we want to talk to that customer life cycle. So if you're building these yourselves, I would say best practice is um, create that sync with service autopilot. If you're using that CRM um, and then be able to talk about where they're at and then bring in, the home square footage, the lot square footage, their phone number, their email, all the contact information and all the information that you potentially quoted live in Messenger in. So you have all that particular information as far as the pricing. Uh, if you're in the home cleaning industry, maybe you're looking at um, the dirt code or the fill factor. Uh, if you're in Debbie Sardone's uh, CDF cleaning uh, fundamentals, she talks about the dirt code. And they look in to see how many people, how many living areas, and how many pets are in that home. So all those things are there. So now you can have a personal conversation like, hey, we we, uh, we quoted your house and it looks like you know, there may be three or four people living in the home and you have two pets, a cat and a dog, whatever it is. But you can really make that conversation stand out, in my opinion, by personalizing and tracking those things and driving that communication automatically right into your CRM uh, service autopilot, hopefully. Yeah. I think so that's so important um, to never, and it really ties into not think of your chatbot as a standalone product ever. Because if you think of it as a standalone, you're going to be missing conversations. You're not going to be sharing. It's really an extremely powerful tool that creates conversations. But when you capture that information, you know, we can send it wherever you're, whatever CRM you're living in, especially if it's off of Zap. And, and I think that sometimes what people don't realize, like they think of it just like a messenger chatbot. No, it's, so, you know, sitting here. And what it is, is we're gathering this information from all these places. And then we're kind of filtering it down and shooting over to where you, you know, are working. So if it's in service autopilot, if it's then made job or wherever, then we're just giving you that information. So it's like on top of everything else, I never thought it's a really powerful filter and then kind of shoot it to where it needs to be. Yeah. And also um, looking at it, Jen, next thing is, so like if we are just talking about email, right? Or I mean, uh, Facebook messenger, is there other platforms such as 
email or text messaging. So uh, if we're not syncing directly right in the service autopilot, can we uh, it, use external tools inside the actual messenger platform? Sorry, something like ManyChat that can be used? Yes, <laughs> makes me excited, that kind of stuff. Because what I think we're able to do to people is we're almost like creating a, a CRM in your pocket. So you have a customer relations tool right in your pocket because if you send out your emails from ManyChat, those responses are gonna go right into Messenger. You can also do text marketing uh, and text conversations all through ManyChat. And so all of your conversations that people are having are in one spot. Because there's nothing worse than you talk to somebody like, wait, did I text them? Was that an email? Was it a messenger? And how much time are you wasting trying to figure out where that conversation is sitting? And that's what, you know, so with ManyChat, with the platform we build on, we can drive all of your conversations easily into one place that you're just like, yep, they're all right here. And so if you're not using like service autopilot or even, and sometimes even if you're just for conversations, think about, we have this great app right on your phone. You can just pull up like, oh, Cody wanted service today, but he had a special request, what was it? You pull up your manage chat, you're like, oh yeah, Cody wants me to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, so it's like this powerful, powerful tool on your phone. One awesome. thing that I just pulled up to confirm because I thought it was true and I like quickly Googled it. Um, ManyChat integrates with Zapier and Zapier is like a go between between like every every tool that you could possibly touch. So like you could go from if you get to a certain condition in ManyChat where like this person's ready to be engaged by a person, you could have that, you know, reach out to office staff via Slack or whatever you guys are using uh, to make sure that that notification goes right to their face uh, when it's happening. Um, so just like, you know, all of these things can like integrate together to build a really, really powerful, you know, marketing powerhouse for your business. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Cody, because that is one of the tools, um, and Jen, I'm, I'm sure you can elaborate on but that's one of the tools that um, at least when I feel like you're building it, it's really positive with that. Um, and what we've also seen is, um, basically taking them from ManyChat in the service autopilot and then natively triggering the automations inside service autopilot. So um, that's where we traditionally have been funneling them. But if there's other things like Slack or other things that you're using in your office, with especially the remote setups now with COVID, um, Zapier can definitely go in and trigger those. Mm -hmm. uh, but as you kind of, the thing that kind of triggers in my head now that Cody, you mentioned that, that would, I, would, I would be interested, Jen, what your, your thought is, is as we're adding all these different um, potential costs in now Zapier up to his point is free, but then after that it's, it's a cost, but maybe not including any add-ons, but it, maybe we're just driving um, many chat to syncing it in the service autopilot. Um, a lot of people are thinking about, well, what if I do it myself? What's my internal cost of my team to build it out? Or if I hire a professional service to actually go out and do it for me, um, how do you figure the, the, the weight, the cost versus the return? So figure maybe it's running you $100, $200 a month for your office staff or $100 to subcontract it out to somebody to manage it. Um, mm -hmm. Where would be that cost comparison when you think it's worthwhile for a company to actually invest in this platform, like a platform of Messenger? So you're asking like to have some, just to use it overall or to have someone build it and kind of make the platform for you? Um, either way. I mean, truly, this is just about education. So if you're building it yourself, obviously, there's people that can build it for you. But um, even if you build it yourself, there's still a cost and a labor right. and time. Um, and even if you, you're looking out to hire it out to a professional in a done-for-you manner, um, there obviously is an internal cost, whether you're right. paying somebody to do it or you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So 
when you're looking at it, how would you how would you build that analysis of a cost versus return? So is it the cost I'm spending to build this thing out or have somebody do it for me versus the return? How many okay. clients come in? What's that acquisition cost? So um, client acquisition cost versus not really client lifetime value, but more of the ability to continue cover to cover your costs and maybe pump some ads out as well. So the cost, you know, if you're going to build it out, I mean, there'll be the initial cost will be labor of having either someone on your team or anyone build out the platform. And, you know, if you're going to build out just kind of um, a basic one, capture, you know, hi, you know, <laughs> who are you? Or if you're going to build out more one that goes like through Zap to create, you know, your automations in that. You need to think about how many hours that you're going to put in to setting it up. Um, but that's, uh, to me, I kind of consider that like any new platform is not a sum cost, but it's a necessary cost. But then let's talk about our monthly costs and how do we determine, do I want to do this monthly? Okay, well, there's two types of costs. There's the cost that you're going to be spending, but then there's going to be the cost that you're going to be saving. So the cost you're spending are for like the ManyChat platform, which is like about 10 bucks a month. Uh, unless you have more than 500 people, and that's a good problem. It doesn't go up ridiculously. So about 10 to 15 a month for ManyChat. Um, there's going to be the cost. If you are using Zap, like we said, it's free, or it can be like up to like 40 a month. So let's just say we're under the 40 a month plan, so that's another 50. Um, if you're using some of the text marketing ManyChat, there's a cost there of like a penny a message. Uh, but again, I'd, you know, how many email or how many text messages are you going to send a month? Let's say, let's say you're sending a lot, even it's 10 bucks. So we're up to like 60, 70 bucks. And then there's also the cost of people having the conversations, right? Like I'm, if I'm running a ManyChat account, like how many hours am I in there picking up the conversations and kind of converting them to clients. And so that really depends on the staff who's doing it and how much time, but then you're also saving time. Oh, go ahead, Cody. I don't know that you should count that labor because theoretically that labor was going to happen regardless. Well, it's going to be amplified even, right? Like yeah. we're saving the time. And as I was going to say, like you get, but then you're getting all that time you're saving that you're saving money from somebody who's um, not having to spend as much time in the chat bot. You know, like all those frequently asked questions because people are starting to think to go to messenger to ask a business questions. And the worst possible thing is that it goes and sits there and nobody answers them yeah. because that like walk in the door and like nobody even acknowledging you there. But secondly is if they go in there and you're getting the same questions over and over. Um, my lawn looks like this. What do you think? Or how much does it cost to cut my lawn over and over? And somebody's got to go in and answer and get their information. And so we're saving you all that time up front. So I, you know, that's like Cody said, it's a wash and maybe it's a benefit. So our hard cost is about 60. Our human cost is definitely saved. But where the real goal key is, is the clients you're creating because you've served them with the way they wanted to. You met them when they wanted to find out how much it's going to cost to clean their house or how much it's going to cost to clean their mom's house or have their lawn. And so they're much more likely to become a client because you're responsive. Like you're probably going to go do a better job on my lawn if you're answering me right when I want you to be there. And so how many clients does it take to cover your costs of like 90 bucks a month? Probably, probably less than one, maybe one. And then you have to take that and you have to amplify it over the year. You know, so let's say you're cutting your lawn four times a week for half the year, like if you're in Wisconsin, um, maybe, <laughs> if you're lucky. But, and then you, and you, if you factor in your cost, then to have the platform, 
it, like the, the benefit in the, of having managed chat, like start these conversations, like it just can't be denied. If you, if you use a platform at all, and what I mean by saying that is you don't leave a conversation. Like let's say you have a platform build out and Mike comes in and wants to quote for, you know, cleaning once a week and Cody comes in and wants to quote for twice a week and I just never answer him, you know, then what's the value? But if you're, as long as you're getting on these conversations, I mean, I only see it as being a win as far as like finances. Interesting. And that's that's one thing that I know uh, on a previous interview we've had uh, either on the Simple Growth page as, as a certified advisor, service autopilot, or it might even be on the SA Weekly talk show. Um, one person we had on was Debbie Sardone that brings up to mind. Uh, she actually has a notification that goes off in her office if they hit a certain threshold where they look like they're interested. Garrett Matthews, we actually talked to him as well. Um, well known in the SA ecosystem, longtime uh, interview E of uh, the SA Weekly Talk Show, but I believe Garrett's stats, if I'm not uh, mistaken, was uh, he cleared just under, just over four hundred thousand dollars in two to two and a half to three weeks worth of um, value, like far as yearly sales value in two and a half to three weeks running off ads. Now, obviously, Garrett's a bit of the anomaly because he's running a significant paid ad and he's running some serious organic. I mean, I don't think he's missed an organic. Uh, video daily for five days a week in the last four or almost five years now. But um, that being said, that it can be done. Um, so if people are going in there, what Garrett's found is success is they hit a certain threshold. If somebody's live in the office, they actually hop into that messenger um, and create that conversation and a real person interacts if they can. Um, but if they hit Garrett's messenger in the middle of the night and they accept that quote emotionally, he's pulled them off the street and they're not going to shop his competitor right down the street or, you know, the next county over. So that's, that's, I think that's the benefit of it. So, um, you know, one couple of things that you said there about Garrett that I just want to hop on a little is again, you're talking about like a, a well-rounded approach to using this tool, right? Like he's using organic, he's using his website, he's using um, paid ads and you know, if you are willing to put, like, just put, go as much in as you can. And by that, I mean, like, doing Facebook lives or doing posts and then doing some, you know, SEO on your website. That the power is, like, it's ridiculous. Like, when you talk to Garrett, it's, like, ridiculous. But you don't have to be Garrett to get the power out of this. If you put this on your website and you get it on your Facebook and you're active in your conversations, you're going to come out ahead. If you start layering on, I'm going to do some Facebook lives or I'm going to do a few ads. When you start laying these on, then you're beyond a hedge. You're like crazy. <laughs> As this is. Um, you know, and then one other thing that like we've been talking a lot more in our chatbot group is about how their chatbot works, of course. And like these, like when you brought up the question before, Cody, about like this conversation repeating, like meeting those needs and answering those questions. But we have been talking a lot more too about being present in their social media, wherever that is, because I always say people don't want to talk to you. Like they, you know, they want to give some information, but they want to know who you are. And so it's really nice, like how Garrett's doing every week. Nobody, nobody has any doubt who's coming to look at the termites at their house or mow their lawn. They know who Garrett and his team are. And when you layer that in with your chatbot, it's not like some obscure little chatbot. It's like, oh yeah, that's Jennifer. I've seen her on the lives. And, this, and so I think just those two are really powerful. And we've been talking about a lot more in our chatbot group. And, and Jen, you made me think of something. I know it's something you always recommend. So I'll highlight it is even if you're not somebody who's out there every day, like Garrett, or even myself pumping content out 24 seven, 
you don't have to be, but I think inside the messenger bot, you've been yeah. recommending as best practices. People put a little quick 20 or 30 second video of yourself or somebody in your office in the start of the conversation with the bot. So whether you're building it yourself, you're having somebody do it, um, a huge takeaway from this would be insert a video in the bot so you personalize it and they become to know, like, and trust you in the bot. That's the first interaction. So you don't have to be out every day pumping content. Now, if you can, that's huge. Um, but let's be realistic. It's not the most comfortable thing to do. And even standing here in front of the Facebook Live right now, it's still honestly a little uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but if you can muster up a 20 to 30 second video of somebody, you or your staff in the first interaction or two in that bot, that's gonna, at least going to create that personalized interaction. And it's not a sterile environment. It's a real person, a real interaction. So that's our goal is really that we ask all of our clients, like kind of the last step is give us videos and their bots work 100% perfectly without it. But if you bring it in there, I just think it's that that touch of like, yep, this is a person behind this bot. It's not just, you know, I'm engaging with nothing or, you know, it's some random robot. And we and even some of these bots, we put them in one or two places, like when they first come in. But it also might be when they get a quote and we leave a video like, you know, here's your, here's your quote, Jennifer. Just want um, if you like it, click the next step. But just know this isn't a contract, you know, because we don't want people to be afraid to click the next step button. So we hop in with the video and let them know if you click next step, we'll have somebody from our office contact you and blah, 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 you know, whatever. But I think I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, because it really is a key part of when you're building a chatbot is to bring those two pieces together, who you are with all the automation. Love it. Well, I know obviously Jennifer, you got a bit of a compressed schedule here, so I don't want to hold you on here too long. But Cody, any closing thoughts, any questions um, around Facebook Messenger driving that traffic or anything else uh, we have or haven't covered today around this? Uh, I had one more question for Jen. So when you're writing the, the actual copy that goes into the bot, are we trying to like avoid what I'm worried about is that people will hear this and basically just go translate their like contact us form into a, a bot where like, it'll just be like question, you know, colon and send. <laughs> so like, how are we avoiding making this super sterile? That's a great question. So it's really key when you're writing for a bot, it's really different than just writing. Um, it's supposed to be a conversation. Right. And so you talk in a conversational way. And so, if, you know, if you were doing it on a form like, you know, address here or whatever, you don't like you said, you don't want to just copy that. You want to say, hey, what's your address? Like how if and if you get stuck on that, like imagine I'm talking to somebody when I write it. Like, how would I ask you, Cody, what's your address or what's your zip code? I'm like, I go, OK, now what is your zip code? I'm like, what's your zip code? And, you know, so you need to write your chatbots. It's really important that you write it conversationally. Um, and one thing too that, that something both of you guys said I wanted to drive home as far as Facebook ads, when you're doing your ads, it's important if you're going to do them to Messenger to run them directly into Messenger. You've got this really powerful tool that's going to create a conversation. So let's not run your Facebook ad to a website and let's not run your Facebook ad to a landing page. Run them directly into Messenger. And Facebook is here for that. They, yeah, they it love absolutely it. is. And if you're not sure how, um, maybe we'll drop a video in here later, but you just, you send it to a quick reply. Like, and so if you're looking for something to Google, Google Facebook ads, messenger, quick reply, yeah. <laughs> those words, you'll get exactly what you need to do. Awesome. Great. I really appreciate that. That last question there, Cody, because that, that definitely is, it's, it's a big question. I know, um, 
I, I definitely, I'm fed a lot of, a lot of uh, lawn care and home cleaning ads locally in my market. Um, and I, I do have to fight the resistance of clicking on them occasionally, but I'll tell you what, there has not been a single ad I've clicked on locally. Um, and I actually tried to get a, a fence company to actually install a fence at my, my place here. Um, and, and even them, like there wasn't a single service business that has ha not had the default, like, what are my hours? What are my services? How do I contact you? Like the default thing for Facebook. So I, I don't really think there's anybody really out there in any mass quantity actually tapping into this in the service industry. And when we tapped into this at Callahan's Lawn Care literally four or five years ago, I know, Jen, when we first uh, brought you on the team and you looked at it, you were like, holy moly, you've been doing this for three or four years. Um, I mean, we, we were getting two to 300 residential plowing driveways through an automated uh, Facebook Messenger funnel. So if you're looking at this and you think that I'm doing commercial HOA or I'm doing uh, residential plowing that doesn't have square footage, you need to be creative in my opinion and do it. But even commercial works this way because there's still humans, there's still people, they're still having conversations. You may not be getting the exact pricing, but you may be having the conversation to get them to that bid request. You know, so we want to be think, around that. You made the point, like like when I said earlier, like we're doing it for as a business to save yourself time, get more money. But you just made the point of like a customer. Like you go in there and you got what are your hours? What are, you know? What you know? Do I have a question? You're not serving your customers if your chatbot isn't like welcoming them in and asking a question. It's really, you know, it's really don't just look at it from your point of view. Think about how much better you're serving your customers. Awesome. Well, Jen, I can't thank you enough. Cody, any cl closing thoughts or uh, comments here on episode 51, believe it or not, of the SA Weekly Talk Show? Dang, we've been we've been going for so long. My hair is like halfway down my back. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for joining us again, Jen. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. We are back to our normal time uh, next week, next Friday. Um, Kristen Mutenberg was unable to join us today, so she is going to be um, on with us next week talking all things landscape and just absolutely crushing it out there. Um, so it's going to be 12 central 1 PM Eastern every Friday, the SA Facebook page, SA weekly talk show, Mike Callahan, Cody Owen, and want to take a special thanks to Jen for joining us today from the simple growth Chatbot team. So till next week, we'll see you again on episode upcoming 52. Nice. Thank you. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.